What's going on? What's going on, everybody? <laughs> What's going on, everybody? <laughs> Featherstone here with the former WCW World Heavyweight Chairman, the former WWE head writer. He is none other than Mr. Future WWE Hall of Famer. <laughs> Oh, not not after this, bro, because if Raju allowed us to cuss on this show, my opening statement as a uh, current Hall of Famer would be what a, I believe they say in the UK, Chris, what a shite show. <laughs> what a shite show. Three hours of nonstop shite it was uh wow it was really bad man. two weeks after wrestlemania bro yeah this, i was thinking the same thing to. this is it man we we, we said it yeah. two weeks after wrestlemania this is this is what we're back to okay so let me let me throw this in here and see what you think about this Vince. so let me let me advocate for the marks for a second i know it'll be tough to do but let me just throw this in fairness all right Yep. So, in fairness, there were some travel issues, um, and there was a bunch of rewrites because there was a lot of people that weren't there. So, does that still make a difference? No, because the people that were on the show this week are always on the show every week. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, it's the same exact people on the show. I tried, Vince. I tried. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, so why why were there travel issues? I don't understand what was going on. Uh, I think there was just delays and trying travel. Uh, people were having, it was like seven Eastern, like less than an hour beforehand. People were having difficulties getting in. I don't know how 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 does that work? We talent when when I was working, talent never flew in the day of a show. Wasn't there what wasn't there they there like? hours before typically no, so they, they they would show they, 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 the call show time was about noon, about noon but noon. i would say the majority got in the night before yeah yeah i guess they're just like <laughs> i guess they're just like hey you know what you can come at seven if you want to i mean why not bro man? whatever listen if they're talking about the the, the gimmick they did with sammy zane and uh riddle at there like like it would have really mattered if those two were on the like siri come on bro will you this this was a shite show two weeks after wrestlemania we're right we're right back where we started bro what a horrible horrible waste of my three hours my 92 year old dad is here and i had to sacrifice three hours to watch this Oof. instead of spending time with my dad that's that's like that's like a sin bro Oof. Oof. that's dedication uh to your to your job man that's yeah. uh so kudos to you for that because yikes watching i mean this. we got we we got people turning on people for for no reason we we we've got cody uh spending 20 minutes to tell us that he wants a rematch with brock lesnar who's not even in the building like, oh, come on, man, bro! I swear to God, if if the I know they don't care, 
And why should they, bro? They just sold for $10 billion. If you really think there's one casual fan living on this planet that cared about that main event, then then you know nothing. Mm. Like, it's that simple. You know nothing about television. You know nothing about TV audiences. You know nothing about what draws. You know nothing about characters. You know nothing. There is not one casual fan that cared one iota about that main event. And I don't care if Sammy, what was the plan, bro? Sammy and Riddle was supposed to be there and it was supposed to be a, a, a six man. Was that, was that the plan, bro? Was that the plan that was messed up? And I, and I doubt, I think they just put the, the, the delay thing in there just to try to spice it up. But I think at the end of the day, it probably just would have been a run in anyways. Because a six man is probably going to happen at Backlash. I called a six man, but I thought Cody and Roman are going to be a part of it. But I knew that some type of six man was going to happen at Backlash. Even if there wasn't any travel issues, they probably were going to be backstage and come and make the save on Kevin Owens anyway. So I don't see anything different there. <clears throat> we got some super chats. We got ACW Online 199. That's right, ACW. You are 1,000% correct. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. I have a wife and three kids at home, uh, and and I had to watch this. So, But, you know, uh, I'm a provider for my family, and I get, uh, you know, I get paid well to, to talk about this. And so I'm going to make the f- most fun as I possibly can and have a great time with uh, Vince Russo. Speaking of fun, man, and uh, you know, we 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 miss people. You know, you know who else watched this? Uh, I, I I gave him a call. Who? I gave him a call, uh, and I asked him to watch it with me because he, you know, look, Vince, you know, it, it was. It, I was like, man, listen, I'm gonna fall asleep. Uh, I've got to watch this with you, bro. Do not pull Toots up on the screen. Toots is not watching this. <laughs> to, to, toots, I promise you. To, okay, good. Toots. Okay, fine. Good, good. Thank God. Do Where not say the guy's name in my vicinity. I was the one who watched this. Save this show, Black Scorpion. I'm begging you to save this show. I, I had a meeting with Vince McMahon. To be the head booker, the head, the head writer yes. of Legion of Raw. And you know what he told me? What did he tell you? <laughs> he mumbled. Nice. He, he mumbled at the Black Scorpion, man. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> <at> <laughs> Let's start with uh, Ray Mysterio cutting an every promo and uh, gets interrupted by uh, Dominic Mysterio. Um, Dominic Mysterio, man, I, you know, he's he's uh, I will give Dominic as far as a, a breakout star over the past six months, man. Ex-con Dom. Just imagine if he was just like a, a, a cookie cutter, white me baby face with uh, with short hair like he was before. This version of Dom is definitely getting much uh, more honing into at only 23 years old. I mean, you got to give it to him, man. I mean, uh, what do you think? No, I mean, we, we've we been putting Dom over. I mean, we've definitely been putting Dom over. But, bro, they did it again here. I, I don't understand their logic about the, you know, let's have a WrestleMania rematch right here. Mm. Why do they do that? Yeah. 
Yeah. Why do they do that? I, I don't know why they do that, bro. Well, I mean, what what happened to the longevity, man? I mean, I just what happened to stories? I just I, I just don't, don't know. Man. You're having all these pop up matches. I don't you know because you're so you're so desperate to try to get a pop and try to get a pop on the show instead of just really putting some time into it. And let's see, you get all these rematches on Raw as if that's going to help. And then you do a bait and switch because you don't have the rematch. I mean, like there's yeah. been a lot of bait and switch lately. And Chris, you said something very important there. And I want to really point that out when you said it takes time. You're exactly right, Chris. It takes a lot of extra time to, to tell stories. Yeah. You, you, you got to start shooting. Uh, you know, bro, if, if, if the production meeting is at 11 o'clock, you're shooting at eight o'clock, bro. Mm -hmm. And bro, when the show is over and you're dead tired, you're shooting. You're constantly shooting nonstop at the building, off, 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 you know, away from the building. You are constantly, bro, my days when I was doing Raw, WCW, TNA, I'd say my day would start at about eight in the morning and I would wrap up sometime at about 12 p.m. if I was lucky, mm -hmm. if I was lucky. And that was a typical TV day because we were shooting well and beyond the show mm -hmm. that was airing that night. Yeah, yeah. And that's the dedication you got to put into it if you want to have your presentation look good. But otherwise, you'll just have random promo <laughs> moments where you're just popping up rematches as if yep. that's going to help anything yep. joseph 999 super chat well i'm glad that uh, they are finally breaking up the instant failure known as damage control since bailey has been losing with them nonstop for so long her credibility ruined is it too late vince i, I listen i'm i'm just joseph I, I, what what credibility are we really talking about like honestly like i i listen man when bailey was doing the ponytail and the, the 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 balloons and the whole nine yards. And, you know, they were shooting the little girls in the crowd. Mm -hmm. I made the statement very, very early on that Bailey could be a female version of, jo of a John Cena. Mm -hmm. I made that way early on. At this point, bro, credibility? Yeah. She's, she's, a, she's a wrestler on the roster. That's all she is. There's nothing to her. There's no character. There's no gimmick. There's nothing. And and what they're doing now, Chris, is they're doing like all of these turns, like all at once. And I don't mind turns. You guys know I love turns. I love shaking things up. I love it. But not when there's no reason for it. I, I can't wait to hear what what is Trish Stratus's reason going to be that Becky called leader and not her? Is that what it's going to be? See, I'm with you on that, man. I I just I'm okay with. And I've said this on the show before. I'm okay with the turn if the turn means something. I despise pointless, just you know, uh, uh, kind of uh, turns that just. Or not cut like knee jerk turns, you know. I I don't I don't like that. And then you're turning just for this to be one match and done. 
Like it's just not even really a story behind it. And the story behind the turn, like you said, is what I didn't call. You didn't call me. You called Lita instead. So that's the reason why I attacked Lita. But we won a WrestleMania match and the titles weren't even defended. So that doesn't even make sense of why, like you have the same position as you as Lita on WrestleMania. You got the, probably the same payday. And so what is your reason of why? And we'll get to that match, man. That was one of the worst matches ever on Raw. Like, it was just so slow. The Seattle crowd wasn't into it. There's so many just slow moments, miscues, botches. We'll, we'll get to that. And the turn, to me, just doesn't make sense. And the Bailey part, Bailey was interviewed uh, by Stone, uh, Steve Austin, by Stone Cold Steve Austin on his podcast uh, years ago. And she was talking about how, like, she legit, this is before her heel turn years ago, and she was talking about how she just did not, she refused to turn heel because she really was, like, into her character as far as, like, just, you know, supporting the kids and just being there and just the merch and just really, like, there was one time she was, uh, she saw, like, a kid crying for her, and she was, like, she was about to turn heel and they was at least talked about it. She saw her in the crowd and she was like, nah, I just can't do it. Now the turn during COVID, it was a shock factor. So people react to shock factor, but if there's no consistency with the shock factor, it falls on its, it falls flat on its face during COVID Bailey worked to an extent because it was that shock factor of the turn. But now it's just nothing. There, there, there's nothing there, man, because there's not a story that really backs her being a heel and getting her heat a lot. It's just matches and that's it. So uh let's see. AEW, I mean ACW online. Uh more. <laughs> I got wife two kids at home, man. <laughs> he's referring to my bash at the beach. Uh, oh gosh. That's got what he's referring to. Oh, back in much. the day. Nice. Yes, that is what he's referring to. Awesome sauce 220. Y'all know the minutes for the train to uh, oh nice. Yeah, let's remind everybody if, if anybody if anybody is going to Corkin Hall after this show, uh Chris, just in case they need directions, okay? okay? Well, play everything's Corkin Hall. So if you stay at Corkin Hall, you're gonna walk. It's a 20 minute train ride. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's okay. 20 anybody going to Corkin Hall, it's just a 20 minute train it's ride. A train ride to Corkin Hall. Yeah. <laughs> uh <laughs> next we have uh <laughs> Hannibal Miles five dollars. Babyface tween damage control tonight looked way better than the past six months of heel damage control. Okay, I mean, I uh... bro, nobody's ever gonna care about. Listen, I, I don't care. I don't care what happens with Bale. I don't care. Nobody is going to care about any of this. None, none of it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what they do. They turn on Bailey. Bailey turn. Who cares? They, bro, in order to care, they have to be at some level over. Okay. When they're never over, you're never going to care. So at this point, it is too late for us to care. It's too late. That ship is sailed, bro. To to Hannibal's Hannibal's point here, as far as just a, a possible baby face damage control. 
Is there any way to salvage EOS guy and Dakota Kai right no, now? No, none. Uh, there's none. none. Zero. The worst they they, they, go back they look like they broke. Because here's number one. They don't look like they belong. That's number one. They don't look like wrestlers. They don't scare anybody. And bro, that's okay. Listen, if you don't look like a wrestler and you don't you don't scare anybody, but you can do Ray Mysterio type things, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, they can't. Mm. Or if they can, we've never seen it. Yeah, EO so they, can, but they're not really using. Well, well I, we've never seen it. Yeah, I mean that's right. They're not using when she came in as a heel and the whole damage control thing. Period. I think it, I thought it was odd. I mean, to to choose. I mean, Dakota Kai. You know, she she played heel a lot on NXT. She she played heel and then she came back as a babyface and she had a feud with Raquel Rodriguez and I think she was babyface at the uh, be, like before she went away for a while uh, from WWE. I think I, I haven't followed NXT for a while like that um but bringing those two back to me it was just like okay eo was thinking about leaving i think at that point dakota was already gone so it seems like that was triple h's attempt to bring them back and show them okay well we want you to come on the main roster because you've put in so you've put so much time on nxt but putting them with Bailey in that spot, it, it hasn't done anything for them, man. Yeah, you can throw a you can throw titles on them, but what does it mean if it doesn't if if it doesn't have any development with it? It means we just got paid nine point six billion dollars. So go. everything, Doctor, this is what Triple H would say: We've just been paid nine point six billion dollars. So everything, Doctor Chris and Vince Russo are talking about, really doesn't mean anything. And you're right. You're you're. I'm agreeing with you, bro. I'm agreeing with you, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, you know. WCW was doing well, and uh, you know, and and unfortunately, because of um, uh, ratings and because of uh, um, uh, uh, channel network is what I'm looking for. Network, it just it didn't work and all with all the money that they had. Um, so just because you have a lot of money. Uh, doesn't mean that it's always going to be a success for longevity. That doesn't mean longevity. So, I'm gonna I, before we get to the next super chat, I want to ask you this: uh, when it comes to WCW, so the latter parts of their how, how long did you stay at WCW? Did you stay before WCW? God, I I was actively working for about nine months, but I had a two year contract. Okay, so. March of 01 is when the the buyout happened. Yeah, I was I was way way you gone. there. Okay. Yeah. So you were there what in 2000 and 99 yeah. to 2000? Yeah. Okay. So what was the direction as far as like you know since you had a lot of, you know, uh, uh say you had a lot of influence backstage in WCW? Was there were there any type of discussions of buyouts and stuff like that during the time that you were writing for? It? Oh God! Well, towards the end, bro. That bro. That's that's why I that's why I stopped going because I was you know, bro. I was dealing with the concussion. I had post concussion syndrome. Mm -hmm. The doctor told me I really shouldn't be traveling, and I was traveling. Mm -hmm. And uh, bro, every time you got to the building, 
that's that's all that everybody was talking really? about. Like the the show at that point didn't even matter. Mm. So I got to the point where I'm like, bro, I am still trying my best to write the best show I possibly can, mm. and all everybody cares about is who we're going to be sold to. So what is the point of me even trying anymore? And that's literally when I, uh, you know, I'll never forget my my last show. I, I think we were at the Cal Palace in San Francisco. It was probably sometime in um, October, maybe October of 2000. And that was it. That was it. Bro. So after that, I went home, I collected my check, and then I just watched it play out. Wow. Yeah, because October 2000, that was five months before um the 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 buyout uh and yep. that and that uh show yep um and uh, was it panama and, and cleveland was the split show yeah, I, I think, think so panama but yeah bro the all everybody was talking about was the sale and really? i was like what, what what what's what's the point it was <laughs> what was the point of what i was doing there was no yeah. point to it anymore yeah ah very, very interesting uh, so I know that they. I know that Bischoff was there with you. So Bischoff left, and then he became there with you. And y'all had an angle on screen where y'all were like tag teaming together. Like, how much was Bischoff involved into the the sale? Because I know that his name was up there because he was trying to put some things together. Oh well. yeah, no, bro. Again, I was not involved at all. But Eric uh, and Fushint, I think Fushint was the name of the company. He was real close to to buying the company, very close. Wow, wow. Because yeah. because Warner was a Time Warner. They didn't want to like because was it um, uh, AOL? Yeah, AOL. When, when that merger happened, bro, with AOL and Time Warner. Uh, they did not want to be in the wrestling business. I mean, Ted Turner it, was a wrestling fan. Yeah, right? exactly, yeah. exactly. So when the when the merger was made and Turner was out, mm -hmm. you know, AOL, you know, they they did not want to be in the wrestling business. It wasn't about numbers, budget. It was about none of that. Mm. They from the top, they just wanted to get out of the wrestling business. Yeah, so they pushed WCW away, yep. saying that we don't want to be a part of this anymore. And so that's where the potential buyers came in. Yes. And how did it get to the point, as far as what you remember, how did it get to the point where it became pennies on the dollar? I mean, it was just bro, I don't know because you got to understand something too, bro. You got to understand. Um, Brad Siegel was the head of TBS and TNT. Brad and Eric were very, very, very close. Uh -huh. And, you know, uh, Eric had the investors. They were all lined up, and, yeah. and they were offering a heck of a lot more money than what WWE paid. Uh -huh. So, you know, I, I bet you well, – what? not I bet you, I know that Eric would be able to tell you exactly what happened. Mm -hmm. I have no idea, bro. I just know Eric and Brad were tight. Eric had investors. Mm -hmm. They made an offer that was much more than the WWE, and it wound up going to the WWE. So if, if, if Bischoff were to buy that 22 years ago, do you think, in your opinion, working there, 22 years later, do you think WCW would have still been in business? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I, 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 I would not have been a part of it. Eric and I did not get along. So I wouldn't have been a part of it. But, you know, 
the way Eric does business and conducts business, mm-hmm. I absolutely positively believe that they would still be here today. So do you think AEW will even be a thing then? Yeah, because Tony Khan loves it. Yeah. And 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 it doesn't matter if they lose money. It, that, that's not even part of the equation. But the AEW spawned from Cody, essentially Cody wanting to make a brand of his own, just basically want to uh, come on his own. You know, well, how, how it really happened, bro, how AEW really, really went down was um, Tony Khan went to some high flutant uh, party in, 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 in Beverly Hills or something. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the uh, the head of of TNT was there. And he had a conversation with Tony Khan about they were going to try to get the the rights, the television rights for WWE. They mm-hmm. were just about to throw a bid in the hat. Mm-hmm. And Tony said, well, wait a minute. What if I could produce you a wrestling company? And then it was at that point that Tony went to Cody and the Bucks and mm-hmm. what they were doing. And that was the proposal mm-hmm. he made to TNT. Interesting. Yeah. So if WCW was still around, TBS and TNT were their home. Yes. yes. How do you think that would have factored in? It would, they, they would have never been an AEW unless he could have found another network. Hmm. Yeah. So that's why I asked. So I said, do you think AEW still been here? You said yes. Oh, no, no. Well, if, 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 if WCW were still going on, yeah. AEW yeah. would have never gotten on TNT and TBS. No. Yeah. Interesting. So Tony Khan still would have had interest in starting a company, but you still have WWE and WCW, you know, competing yes. with each other. Yes. AEW, do you think they would have had, um an opportunity to be a big promotion bro like i said i am not i am not sold that uh tony khan doesn't pony up some money to get the ad time uh, i mean to get the air time yeah, yeah. so i I, th- I think he would have got on another network because mm. money talks bro yeah. money, money, money talks if you go to a network and say listen man what what do you usually get in advertising for a one hour show oh well, five million oh, okay no I'll give you 10 million bro if you give us I, I mean yeah. money talks so yeah. I am confident bro he would have gotten on another network but if you still would have had WCW and the WWE going head to head he, he might have wound up like TNA. Hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, I see that too. Yeah, do you think Cody would have went to WCW uh, when he left WWE and tried to make a name for himself? Absolutely, yeah. Hmm. Yep. So he could have been at the helm of WCW instead. Yeah, yep. very interesting. Very interesting. I- I'd rather talk about stuff like that than Raw any day of the week. So, Mike Dowling, ten dollars super chat. That's what exactly, Mike. Thank you. Go ahead, read it, Chris. What kills me is that they have no pride in themselves. They want to do a better job yes, and all just go through the motions and good enough for them. I think it shows terrible work ethic. Yeah. Mike, you are that, that that's the one thing, Mike, I say all the time, pride, pride. Your name is on it. Mike, I, I've said that a million times. I agree with you, man. Yeah. Yeah. Likewise. Uh, Star tracker tracks. 799. 
Hi, Vince. Do people ever scream? Show us your tats. I get a, I, I bro, a lot of time. I like to wear tanks in the summer. People are always putting over my tats when I okay. go out, bro. Yeah. So all discrimination or can you talk about your arm tats? How about that? Bro? How about that tat right there, bro? <laughs> <laughs> is that Ozzy? That is uh, Janis Joplin, bro. Oh, okay. Got you. Oh, okay. Got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of looks like Ozzy at first glance, but yes. I can I can see the Joplin. Yes. So. Uh, he's asking, can you talk about your arm tags? Oh my God, it it would take the whole show, bro. I got so many of them. Okay, give me uh, three. This is um, Baloo from the Jungle Book. Okay, one of my favorite movies. This what? is okay. This is Caesar from Planet of the Apes. Okay, <laughs> love love Planet of the Apes. Love Caesar. What else do I got? This is uh, Ralph Cramden, bro. Right there, the honeymooners. Ah, Ralph. We got Rocky Balboa right there. That's Rocky. Oh, yeah, we TV got the, guy, man. We got the cross, bro. We got my wife's name. Wow. Yeah. Man, uh, it, it, your your arms are, are, are canvases. For sure. <laughs> was, you should just get a helium balloon. <laughs> like right by your bicep. Just get like a helium uh, balloon. Look at that gun there. Throw that up there again, Chris. Throw that up on camera. Look at that, people. Wow. Yeah, Talk man. about pride, man. That's pride. That's work yeah. and dedication, man. Five days a week, man. Yeah. Five days a week. Uh, let's see here. We got Rollin 499 Super Chat Brew. <laughs> Dominic botched the promo. His first words were, keep your name out of my, your mouth. Yeah, I, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Uh, did Ray beat Dom at Mania because Dom is still learning? Hmm. Yeah, that's a fair question. What do you think? Is, why do you think Ray beat Dom at Mania? I think. I have a theory. What, what do you think, Vince? Well, I, I just think that's more believable at this point. I, I think that uh, Ray beat Dom because they didn't want to make the Hall of Fame look like yeah, it was a crap yeah, show. Uh, you know yeah, I mean? I, I, that would be a good reason. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just didn't. I mean, for him, the headline Hall of Fame and then lose at Mania yeah. to, to Dominic, you know, to a, a, a rookie, basically, a, a young Dominic, I think, eh, you know, they didn't want to do that. So, yeah. Uh, Scott Smith, $5 super chat. Bro. I love that clip. It pops me the way the just heard Dr. Christie. You saw it coming. Yeah, I mean, I saw that coming from a mile away. I mean, I just it was so it felt so forced and it, it was it was and they, so, and they totally botched that, bro. That like, you know, I mean that was that was one of my notes. She she was over Becky and she said something to Becky, and we couldn't even hear what she said. Yeah, I mean, come on, like really, bro? Like yeah, it was bad, man. So 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 Lita gets so as soon as Lita was uh um attacked, I said, Okay, so they're doing the heel turn uh with Trish, and then it made it even more obvious. Yeah. Okay, so <clears throat> they're in Seattle, Washington. Trish Stratus has no reason to even be there anymore. Right. She came to help out Lita and Trish. This goes to WrestleMania, <clears throat> they beat Damage Control. She's she's in, she's Canadian. She's her own life in Canada doing fitness stuff, being a family gal. Okay, see you bye. Like I'm going back I'm going back home. You don't need me. Oh, 
but she just so happens to be in Seattle, though. You know, and like, bro, I'll give you, I'll go one step further for you guys listening to this show, Chris, because it's in my notes here. I don't think the announcer cell could have been any freaking worse. Yeah. Bro, listen to the cell of those two bananas ringside. Then I challenge you to go listen to any JR call. Yeah. Any, any, yeah. any JR. I don't even care which one it was. These guys so know, sold this. Yeah. And this is supposed to be a, a big deal. And we're shocked. And it takes our breath away. And these guys were on to the next thing five yeah. seconds later. It yeah. was a horrible horrible sell by the announcers, bro. It was, it was really bad, but I, I think, you know, if I could try to advocate for Kevin Patrick uh, and uh, uh, Corey Graves at all, I will say this, <clears throat> um, not saying that this was the right thing, but that segment was so off. I mean, just with the match and what the, the fans were checked out man it was the match was so bad that the fans were just completely gone and so the turn and even the turn were spots like she was like okay do i yeah, like okay was- i'm gonna try to club you in the back but i'm gonna miss you and then i'm gonna run like it the, the turn basically was reflective of the whole match it was so bad man yeah. and so that was one of the most lousiest just lifeless turns that i ever and then you're like okay so tris turns heel again she had a decent heel run when she was you know actually her heel one was pretty good when she was with uh i think it was i think it was christian if i'm mistaken uh her and christian were in cahoots and i think they turned on jericho if i'm not mistaken that was back in like oof yeah man that was probably oh three oh four somewhere around there so it was it was a while ago and so maybe, yeah, I think it was around 20. Yeah, I think it was around WrestleMania 20. And so that was a long time ago, almost 20 years ago. And it worked for a while, but she was, she's been the baby face. And it's like, you're retired, you're a Hall of Famer, and the heel turn just didn't feel authentic man it just she did the whole you get that too and i i don't i don't know if this were part of it bro sometimes you get that too if the talent's not into it you can tell that trish wasn't into it yeah that's what i'm saying bro i think the match was just i I think what what i saw with the trish turn is if if the match went better and the energy was better from the match, I think the term would have been better. That match and that segment was just so bad that it just seems like he was just trying to get the segment over with. Yeah. And so the energy was just so bad that it just reflected in the turn to me because it just it, it just reflected what we saw in the match. So yeah. That's my personal opinion. Uh, awesome sauce, eleven dollars super chat, bro. One thing I can't stand is how bad these scripted promos are. Pretty sure Stephanie started, but almost every wrestler sounds fake. Roddy Piper once said, nobody should tell me how to be me. Absolutely, man. One billion percent awesome sauce. One billion percent. That is so that is so insulting and disrespectful. And I never, ever, I never did that, bro. I never did that. Should that concept go away? 
Vince? Oh, my God, bro. Well, see, bro, that's the problem. Can the people they have on that roster pull it off? That's the problem, bro. That is the problem. I didn't have to worry about that. Yeah. Everybody on the roster was capable of cutting a promo. Yeah. Um, there was uh oh, I forgot. SK Nation, give me the guy's name. Uh, one of the worst, uh, Frank something, uh, something. When they interviewed him, and it was some just enhancement talent back in the day, I think either in Memphis or USWA or something like that. And the promo was just so bad, man. If you just type in like worst pro wrestling promos ever, you would just have a big laugh. And he was one of the guys. And that's to me is basically like almost every WWE wrestler currently, because they're so dependent on the script that they're not really spending a lot of time really honing in their promos to hone in their characters. They're just, it's kind of like a handicap to them. They're, they're just so used to it that if they, Vince, I guarantee you, in my opinion, if they rip the scripts away next week, there would be so many deers and headlights. Oh, I agree. I, next week. I agree with you. Yeah. 1000%. No yeah. doubt in my mind, bro. And you would be able to see like, like Rhea's uh, promo, you know, in the ring by herself. And, I, and and that was scripted. Just imagine it just freestyle. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, it would be really, really tough. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. We got Ty, $10 super chat. <laughs> you, you really want to shake up the draft? Russo as a consultant for SmackDown. Cornette as a consultant for Raw. Oh, God. And see who gets the most viewers without getting the sponsors mad, hence costing the network money. If you if you had a chance, Vince, if you were offered a job to be a, cons a consultant and didn't have to go to the office, you can work from home to be a consultant for SmackDown. Would you take it? If I could be a consultant on my terms, mm. yes, yes, no doubt. If I could be a consultant on my terms, yes, not on anybody else's terms. Sounds good. Yep. Cool. Uh, next, we have the Finn Balor defeating Ray, uh, you know, with all the bells and whistles that came to that to, to cause Finn to win. Uh, we have Alpha Academy cutting an interview earlier today. <clears throat> they get interrupted by Maxine Dupree. Uh, pre the camera goes off to oh, that. That uh, was so, uh, that that bro, that that was high schoolish. Yeah, that was so unprofessional. I mean, the whole. Oh my God, bro! Just so, just, just high school stuff, bro. Man. Just so happens that Raquel Rodriguez yes. and Liv Morgan were there. Right. So were they supposed to be red herrings? That was that the reason for that? For them, out of everybody who's attacked, like, so out of everybody, those two people just so happened to be there at that time earlier today. So it wasn't even like on during the time real time it was earlier today because bro they're just not thinking anything through every everything is being done in the simplest way it can possibly be. yeah and then and then somehow becky lynch just so happens to be around the area like after like she she's within like eye shot but lita's the one who's hurting but 
they were tending to her before Becky. So I guess Becky was in catering and, and, and getting a, a meal or something. Yeah, I guess so, bro. Yeah. Uh, next we have uh, uh, Trish Stratus. So turn, she, she, they, they lost. So could this be Trish, the, the roll up from Liv Morgan? Possibly the tag that led into the roll up was on purpose from Trish. Could they play it that way? I have no, I, 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 who knows, bro. That she I, let Liv pin her. Like she, that could have possibly been a thing. Yeah. Uh, so, Vince, what is your, what is your take? What, what's your, what, what, what's your feelings on this whole match segment turn, all that? What, what do you think, bro? Again, they're going down easy street. So Becky has an opponent in Trish Stratus because the other 12 girls on the roster, they can't build any of them. That will mean anything to have a, 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 a match with Becky. So turn Trish Stratus heel. That'll keep Becky busy for the next three months. I mean, that that's all it is. I mean, that's it, bro. And, and I don't understand, you know, again, we see later on, you know, uh, Piper Nevin still being wasted. Absolutely nothing being done with this with this woman. I mean, it's, it's easy, bro. It's just it's just very, very easy. Do we. <laughs> so SummerSlam's four months from now, just about. Do we stretch this feud out for four months with yes, Trish and Becky? Yes, we do. Yes. We just don't have a payoff at Backlash for this? Nah, because you might throw Leader in the mix. We might get to see Leader and Trish again. We might get to see that. No, thank you. Yeah. No, thank you. Bro, I gotta tell you, man, I, you know, listen, bro, to each their own and you know, Chris, you know, I am not driven by money. Guys, if I was driven by money, I would desperate desperately be trying to get back in the wrestling business. I am not driven by money. Money does not drive me anymore, bro. Um so Chris, I I I just I am tired of seeing these people come back year after year after year. And as somebody that's been there and done that, it's just difficult for me because I, I, I'm sitting here and I'm like, bro, when is it time to move on with your life? Mm-hmm. Like, first of all, you don't need the money. Mm-hmm. Let, let, let's make that perfectly clear. The WrestleMania payoffs these people have gotten, and for the years and years they've been doing it, you don't need the money. So, okay, bro, you you love it that much that you got to keep doing it. Well, guess what, bro? Part of the reason why other people are being kept down, younger people, is because you love it so much and it's time. Bro, I purposely, towards the end of my career, Chris, was taking young writers under my wing because I knew, number one, I didn't want to do this forever. And number one, two, I couldn't do this forever. So that's why the Jeremy Borashes and the Matt Conways, I was always teaching my craft to a young writer. There's a time to step aside, bro. There, there, There just is. I have stepped aside. 
Yeah. And, and and when I just keep seeing like Edge and, you know, all, it's like, my God, bro, what, are you ever going to step away from this? I swear to God, Chris, it would literally like you and I, every five years, Joe Montana comes back to the San Francisco 49ers. Like, like, bro, it's okay. Enough, man. I, I'm telling you, I just, and maybe that's mean to say, and people can say, feel however they want. I'm tired of it, bro. Like, I, like, I don't want to say like, get a life, but bro, get a life, man. There's life beyond freaking wrestling, yeah, bro. I, Vince, I don't even see Trish coming back because she just, misses the product like I, I don't see that in Trish because she's well off you know doing her thing by herself like and what is it bro is it ego is it spotlight I, I what like Trish I, I think it's WWE is trying to find a spot for Becky they have done a uh, they they've done a lousy job creating stars consistently like I said the formula to keep a consistent main eventer is one of three things. You either you either have the title, you're chasing the title, or you've been derailed by someone during the chase. And so the problem is that formula, they don't do that. Why? Because they have 50-50 booking. And because the, they have 50-50 booking, that formula doesn't work and they don't apply it. And nobody looks like a consistent main eventer minus a Roman Reigns and maybe one or two other people argue uh you know arguably and so what you do is you're having all this 50 50 so what's the formula for them to boost somebody up they go to the legends well and say okay yeah this will do it this will help becky launch to some feud with some current star but that starts to get old and yeah. so what what i see them doing this with the whole trish thing they probably gave trish a call she was like eh, okay you know what i mean like I, I'll do it. You know, I, I like Becky. I want to help her out. I'll do it. And so she's just playing along because she's more bought into helping Becky because that probably was the pitch for her to help Becky. Not, I don't, I don't see personally, I could be wrong, but I don't see Trish saying, Oh man, I really want this. Let me, yeah. Let me. But on the other side of the coin, bro, and I'm with you, I'm not saying Trish is saying that. Now, I don't but on yes, the other on the it. other side of the coin, on the other side of the coin, does Trish really think it's going to help Becky? See, Vince, you know, you know how the politics works. You know how the meetings works. You know how convincing those talks can be backstage, especially anything dealing with Vince. There's been I've interviewed nearly 500 wrestlers, and it unanimously. They say, I have a thought or I come in storming in the, the, the office and Vince McMahon, by the time I'm done with that meeting, I completely changed my mind. That's the type of motivation and influence Vince McMahon has in to anybody. So it doesn't like Vince case in point undertaker wanted to retire years ago. Like, like, WrestleMania 28 was arguably Taker's last match that Hell in a Cell against Triple H with Shawn Michaels as a special guest referee. Vince, that was uh, WrestleMania 28. So that was 11 years ago. 
so so 11 years ago there was talks of him but he came back for 29 he came back for 30 like he came back for 31 and 32 and 33 and 34 so every single year you got that vince you get that vince call uh mark you know i mean i've got something for you you know what i mean like no brother i think yeah but you know it Okay, I'll do it. You know what I mean? Like you Vince, you've been there. You've been there back. I know I've been you've there and I, and I and I said no. Yeah, I mean, but that's the thing. <laughs> I mean, that's For you I as like- a water though, you you're like backstage is your thing. Like you don't get like the, the dopamine isn't in the crowd, isn't the pulse of the crowd, isn't the reaction. When you from a psychological standpoint, the that dopamine when raw when rock comes out and and does this, like that's that dopamine rush that he's experiencing that he doesn't experience in the movies, you know, yeah. cause he has stunt doubles and he has to get rehearsed and everything has to be cut and everything like that. It's just a live pulsating crowd that he's getting that dopamine from and Taker and Austin last year, they get that hit, man. Yeah, <laughs> and it's yes, like, I want it again. Yeah. Yes. So. Yeah. And that's, and when you're seeing people like edge come back, you can see it. You can see he's getting that dopamine rush, man. And so it's hard to get away from it once you're like, even if you do a one-off and like you're kind of going back and you're like, oh man, I just, oh, I kind of want that rush again. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's the thing when it comes to, you know, Terry Funk coming back after multiple retirements, Mick Foley coming back after multiple retirements. That's just, you know, part of the game, man. So yeah. I, and I, I can see with Trish, her being kind of lured you know, to do it. Um, but I mean, I don't know <laughs> from what we saw in this segment, <laughs> from what we saw in this segment, it seems like she might've had second thoughts because like, yeah, just- I don't care. I just, I, 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 I have no interest of seeing this thing play out because I'm just over it, bro. Like I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm it, it's too many times, man. Yeah. I, I just don't think it's a, a good formula for how they're booking wrestlers, you know, overall. Yeah, I agree. It's so much 50 50. You beating a legend is it doesn't change the 50 50 issue. That, that, no. that the only thing that does is that I, I've said this before, in a lot of cases, that diminishes the legacy of the legend if they're just coming back, like, like Trish, like you. Trish doesn't want to be lastly known for making a heel turn in a horrible match and eventually losing to Becky Lynch. Is that the last thing that you want to be known for? And then what happens? No, I don't like how that worked. Yep. You want to come back again and yep, be in another. Right. You know, You're right, that's, bro. That's what yep. happens, man. Uh, next, we have Paul Heyman doing a backstage interview. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, bro. Here, here's my thoughts on this, bro. Why are you telling people Sami Zayn isn't here and a riddle is not here? Why are you telling people that when they're here? <laughs> like what 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 if what if I am a Sami Zayn fan and I am a Matt, a Matt Riddle fan and ah oh, shoot they're not going to be on the show tonight I'm going to bed. Yeah. I I just don't understand why you would do that. Yeah. If you, if you want to say, man, their plane's been delayed, and even unfortunately, it looks like they may not make it, even something like that. Don't say they're not coming, and then they come. 
Yeah. I like what did I say, Vince? Bait and switch, man. <laughs> bait and switch. It's been bait and switch over and over and over and over, man. So that's that's part of their kind of shock factor product that they're trying to present, but it's just it's just not working, man. Not working. Uh we get uh damage control backstage segment. They discuss their title goals. We get a little dissension. So um does Bailey turn? Does EO turn? Does who makes the turn here in your opinion, Vince? The the only thing I can the only thing that seems logical to me is they try to turn Bailey babyface again. I'll be okay with that. Honestly. Yeah, I mean turning turning those those two baby face is gonna do what? Yeah, nothing really. I mean, EO gets a a reaction from the live crowd, from the the pocket of NXT, you know, enthusiasts. Um, but of course, that's not enough to you know. Bro, you want to hear something funny? How long has EO been on the uh, show? Main roster. Yeah. Uh, they they viewed SummerSlam of twenty one. So we're going on two years. Yeah, it's been a yeah almost two years. Bro, I was just reading an article the other day by Jim Johnston, the Music Man at mm-hmm. WWE, oh, yeah. and, and the whole article was about bro the the music is not tying into the emotion of the car between the character mm-hmm. and the and the fan. And I just finished reading that article, bro. I swear to you, two years. They hit Ioni Sky's music. I had no idea who's coming. Really? Yeah. Two yeah. years. I had no idea who's I, I had no idea whose music that was. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh SummerSlam of 22. That's that's when it was. So uh so it'll be a year in uh, August. Well, I think that was I think that was like late July. So it'll be a year in a few months. <clears throat> so um yeah, I mean, within almost a year, and I mean, it's nothing. I interviewed Jim Johnston, um, and actually one of my favorite interviews. I always, I've been wanting to interview him for years, and he actually played uh, Takers. Yeah, he, awesome. he was in the studio. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I, I was like, dude, you got to be in your studio while you do the interview. And he was like, yeah, yeah, he'll do it, and he started playing um, uh, Takers theme song. It was really cool. And he said that he was like, you know, nowadays you can you can pluck any person's theme songs. Yes, you can somebody else. Like yep. it, that's essentially what we see, and that is so different from the glass shatter, from the gong, from the pomp and circumstance. Like it's just, and, and you can and pomp and circumstance is. I mean, that's a stock song. You know, yeah. what I mean, that, that that's a stock song, but. Randy Savage made like that song his own, you know, yeah. I mean, a stock song his own because of his character being so fitting yeah. to that type of role. And it's like, you can't even, even, even a stock song, you, it wouldn't have made sense if you would have put it on somebody else because Savage was so good at what he was, yeah. man, you know, yeah. uh, real, real American, you know what I mean? That was oh, something. Yeah. That was, if I'm not mistaken, that was on Wyndham and Rotunda first, uh, and then you know they they did okay, you know, with it, but then they slapped that Joker on Hawk, 
and he just took it to a whole different level. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, and if I, I think, I think Angle song. There was a couple recycled songs. If I'm not mistaken, Angle song was on the Patriot. Uh, that that same that same song was on uh was on was on the Patriot. So yeah, and so Angle made it his own man. So yeah, um, we get lastly and read. So you know, big bro. I I like this. This was yeah. the only thing on the show I actually liked. It was the only thing I actually liked, and you could tell like at the beginning that Reed, you could tell he was really nervous. You, you, oh, you yeah, yeah, yeah. Being, but as it went on, I, I actually like to see these two big brutes fight. I yeah. like this part of the show. So, so, so Bronson Reed, you can tell that this was like a big spot for him. Yeah. And so in the very beginning of it, you know, he definitely seemed like he was, playing like he was he he was playing a little hesitant and nervous he, he was really nervous but i think what happened happened with with that this is lastly did a really good job knowing how to play to the crowd because by this time the crowd was just dead i mean like like all the the segments and stuff they just they were just lifeless and and lastly did a really good job playing the baby in this match and I'm well like, you know what else too chris Le based on the wrestlemania fiasco mm. lashley knows he needs an opponent you're right so all right man th this guy looks the part yeah. Yeah, probably yeah, yeah. you know yes sir no sir backstage to yep. lashley yep. lashley knows i need an opponent yeah and you could kind of see that in the match that Lashley was really trying to make this guy look like somebody. Yeah, and and I like the fact that it wasn't a one-off. You know what I mean? I like the fact yeah, that they're going I, to I make agree. this uh, another I'm, match. Yeah. I was like, you know, if it was a one-off, I was like, uh, because the match was okay. I mean, I, I like the fact that Lash was doing Lash was doing a good uh, a good job playing a baby. Seattle got into it when he was doing his comeback spots. I appreciate all that. Uh, but there was some slowness. There was some slowness, and Bronson Reed at the end, he was gassed out. Like he yeah. he was he he was blown up. Yeah. And like I think if if they both review, so, so here's the thing: I don't mind this for the fact of lastly being a mentor to Bronson Reed during this time. I think that this would be a good spot for him to ask lastly questions, review the tape. Because he blew Bronson up, and I think at the end of the day, if if he learns and and watches that, I think that they can really hone in their feud more, you know, yeah. to to help both of them in a sense. So yeah, I mean, the fact that it was a non finish, um, I'm okay with that stuff on Raw. I, I, like I, if it's a non finish and there's a brawl like that, a pull apart, if it's leading to something at the yeah. end to a pay per view spot or PLE spot. I'm fine with it. I'm fine yeah. with it. Uh, Cody Rose cuts his in-ring promo, uh, challenges Brock Lesnar backlash. So this actually was a surprise to me because I thought that this was going to be dragged out more, which I think it should, but they're making this a blow-off, though. Yeah, I don't know. It was just, it, to me, bro, it was just too long just to want to match with. Like, it just... It, it, Cody's interviews just some, sometimes go on too long, man. It's like th this was to just make the match. Yeah. And this was like a 10 minute 
yeah. promo and it's like yeah. bro just get get to making a match man yeah indeed um speaking of trish real quick and what do you th- i was thinking while you were talking I, I meant to i meant to mention this what do you think about trish bringing on piper niven as a heavy and do you think that you think that it possibly could get Piper? I would. Yeah. I mean, if they could tie somebody else in and give yeah, somebody yeah. else the rub, absolutely. I would be all for that. So I, to me, I think that would give a little bit more legs uh, to if they, if they're trying to stretch this for four months, I think that if, if Trish came out as the heel and Piper was doing the dirty work, you know what I mean? And she was like her heavy, I think that that would be better than just Trish coming out being mad at Becky for some odd reason. To me, it doesn't make sense. Becky is trying to be what Trish is. Like, she's a multi-time champion, Hall of Famer, and arguably the biggest name in WWE history. You know what I mean? Like, as far as popularity is concerned. Becky Lynch is trying to be that person. So why is Trish jealous or mad? Like, what what is it that well, she's? We'll find out next week, bro. Oh wow, riveting, riveting television, Vince. Yeah. Riveting television. Yeah. Uh, we get uh, EO Sky defeating Piper Niven and Meechin. What's up with your girl Meechin, man? Why do you think they are they're booking her so badly? I don't know, bro. Uh, you, you and you skip right over the Usos and Alpha Academy that went on forever. Oh yeah, that's right. What do you it, think about with- that? Well, I mean, come on, bro. You know, again, this is a house show match. Yeah. The people are popping and they're into it, and the Alpha Academy's never going to go over. So I don't care how many high spots they do, how many false finishes. I don't care. They're not going over. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, who do you think is the most popular woman's wrestler ever? Popular, ever? not the pop. Yeah, what do you think in WWE? God, bro, I'd hate to say Sable. Mm-hmm. See, bro, I didn't all those, bro. The Trish years, the Lita year. I I never watched any of that mm, i yeah. never i i i i i saw none of that so yeah, I, yeah. I i i i couldn't tell you i've never been a trish guy lita's my all-time favorite she's she's the goat to me but i mean it's, it's hard to see lita <laughs> this version of lita honestly but she's my all-time favorite wrestler like the trish lita years as far as like popularity as a wrestler like this is like Trish is arguably the the most popular as far as just like um um just overall popularity when it comes to a wrestler who she came in as a manager she became a wrestler and the impact that she had overall and this is just a, it's based on opinion so you know SK Nation what do you think and if you know making the comments but it is an interesting conversation. I, I think that Trish is among the the most popular of all time. I, I do. Uh, because at the end of the day, you have to think about just her longevity. I think she's won the title like seven times. You know what I mean? And so people keep saying China. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say yeah. China. I wouldn't say China. I think China's had the potential to be up there. But I think that her run... 
was was so I think the rug was pulled under her uh before she had an opportunity to reach more. You know what I mean? Like I don't even think China peaked. Like I, I don't think she peaked in her run yeah. to be among the most popular. If that if that makes sense. Yeah. Um people are saying Miss Elizabeth, she she wasn't a wrestler. No, you know, she so she doesn't even count. Jacqueline, I love Jacqueline. I only think she's nowhere in the in the mix. Uh, who else? Medusa. Um, what do you think, Vince? No, she was a great wrestler. Yeah, as and, far the, as, and the real deal, but no. Yeah, as far as like breaking out to mainstream popularity, yeah. just kind of you know, yeah, I, I don't. Moolah is always a fail-safe answer, but uh, the business as a whole just wasn't that popular, you know, back back in the back in the '60s and you know the '70s at that time. So, interesting conversation there. Uh, I'm sure uh, you know SK Nation, and again, um, you know, uh, making in the comments whatever your thought is. Some people saying Sunny. What do you think? Sunny wasn't a wrestler. She wasn't a wrestler. Yes, she wasn't even a wrestler. Yeah. Um, we have Kevin Owens cutting the backstage interview, which leads to the uh the final match of the night. Solo Sokoa defeating Kevin Owens. We had a bunch of people um involved in that match to protect Owens. That was his way of protecting uh Luz. Um what do you think, man? Bro, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll say it again. And so many people think like it's all personal and stuff. And first of all, bro, it can't be personal when you don't know. In order for it to be personal, you have to know the person. Yeah. If you don't know the person, then it can't be personal. Yeah. Okay. Here's what I know. I know Sami Zayn used to be El Generico. I think I worked with Sami Zayn once or twice at TNA when he was El, El Generico, okay. okay? Here's what I know. He's been doing this for a very, 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 very long time, Yeah. okay? Here's what I know. They do this big run-in at the end because Kevin Owens, their buddy's getting pummeled. Yeah. Here's what I know. <laughs> Sami Zayn is throwing punches like a girl. Mm. Oh, not, not personal, bro. I am a guy watching a television show. They are beating your best friend to a pulp. You guys come running through the parking garage like Superman and Batman side by side. And the minute you get out in the arena, you're going to start giving rabbit punches to the back of the head. Okay, bro. Like, and you've been doing this for how long? Like, really, bro? I would love to know the excuse or the reasoning for that. Because the 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 second you throw that first rabbit punch that wouldn't hurt a fly, you've lost me, bro. Now, now it's fake. Now it's phony, just like I thought it was. Look at the punches Sami Zayn is throwing. Mm-hmm. Come on, guys. You got it. You've got to be better than that. If you're backstage during that segment, like if you're backstage for Raw and you're, you know, uh, in creative and writing the show and you saw that in Gorilla, you, you saw a monitor backstage and they came back, what would you tell them of how to sell the punch more in that particular show? I would tell them, bro, put yourself in the freaking moment. 
you're, you're, you're running to save your friend. Those are the punches. Bro, put, put yourself in a bar fight. Oh, you you here in the parking lot. <coughs> they're, they're pummeling Bobby in the bar. Mm-hmm. You go running in the bar. Those are the punches you're going to be throwing, bro? Hmm. Th- th- those are not punches I'm going to be throwing. Yeah, yeah. How do they make that a working punch in that particular side? Uh... Bro, these are supposed to be professional wrestlers. I even remember Jeff Jarrett taught me how to do it, bro. Hmm. Jeff Jarrett said, Vince, when you got me down, just come from way up. Like, come from way up. And, bro, just punch punch you're not gonna hurt me just punch me there vince come from way up and hit you're not going to hurt me Mm. and that's exactly what i did and it looked be Mm. freaking believable yeah yeah. these these guys aren't a hundred pounds that they're hitting come on there's there's meat to these guys yeah that's a good point as far as this because i'm wondering like what is it how could you sell? Because I know people like Lawler and Eat Bobby Eaton uh, had a really good working punch. Jeff Jarrett has a really good working punch. Bobby Fulton has a really good working punch. There's a lot of you know. There's there's a set of people who are old school who really know how to sell it really well, and their punches, their working punches are really really good. And so it's like when I'm seeing like this, you know, what I mean, it's like. Man, how did how does that believable when someone's watching? You 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 are exposing the business that you are supposed to love. That's exactly what you're doing, bro. You're exposing the business and showing the world, bro. This is fake. This is phony. Look, he's not really hitting them. Anybody can see that. You're exposing a business you're supposed to love. I do think there should be a better effort with uh, working on punches. I, I, I do. I, I think it's one of those things that if someone's watching that, again, you have to appeal. Like if you're the, – the crowd doesn't care about that. But this is for television. Right. All this is for the sake of television. If someone's watching that on television, that's the reason why you have the cameras to pan on and things like that, and that's what the production's for. If someone's looking at that, from the standpoint of a television perspective, they're not really going to think that that's very believable. And that's a detriment to the presentation of your, of your product overall. So, 1000%. Uh, I got a couple of super chats before we go. Of course, Rollin coming through one ninety nine super chat. How popular was the initial creepy Alexa bliss? What do you, what do you think? We're talking about popularity, the, uh, the most popular woman's wrestler of all time. What do you think? I don't even remember how they started her out. Is he talking about NXT or WWE? Uh, as far as the initial creepy, creepy bliss, I think that was like the Harley Quinn uh, deal with with uh, with Wyatt. Um, that was just a few years back. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, not among. The, what, what, the- what's going on with her? Uh, she had some skin issues. Like I think, I think she had like skin. I don't. I think it was cancerous. I think there was some some skin problems that she was really. Doing. Oh God, I didn't hear that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, VC Stallion four ninety nine super chat. I think she's fine now, but I think she was gone for a while. Then uh, she took some time off, and then she was having some skin issues, as far as I remember. Hey Vince, was China winning the WWE title a reality in nineteen ninety nine, or something that was an idea? And if so, 
uh, who, if so, would have been on board with this. Yeah, I can tell this was never, ever, ever discussed when I was there, hmm. ever. And I left in late September of 99. That that was never a discussion, not, not one single time. So why do you think that um, – what, what was people like The Rock and Austin and Taker – what were they, the, the big money makers? What was, uh, what was their view on China wanting equal pay at that time uh, or at least similar pay to them? Did they, did they scoff at that? Did they agree or what? Well, bro, you got to remember too, like she was tied to Triple H. Yeah. You know, so they if, if she was by herself, I think people would have been a lot more vocal. But the fact that she was tied to Triple H and also too, bro, the fact that she was just so respectful, mm-hmm. never talked out of turn. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's why she was so well, well respected. Gotcha. gotcha. So she was well respected in the back. Oh, yeah. Oh, Good. yeah. All right, awesome sauce two ninety nine to two twenty super chat. Richter on MTV was huge. Did like a nine rating. Um, yeah, I mean like the water sellers. That was huge with uh, Cindy Lauper and all that. Yeah, Absolutely, it was. That was, that was yes, big. yeah, that was big. Richter, um, Richter. The thing is, the the reason I wouldn't put Richter there as far as just long because there wasn't like. She didn't have a long. No, it was very like, short. Yeah, it was. It was just there. She was just there in the moment, you know, with yeah. the with the MTV and WWE merge. So, um, cool. All right. Uh, if there's no more super chats, we're gonna go ahead and uh, take our exit. Let them know one more time about the brand, my man. And yes, guys. Football. I mean, everything football. is yeah. Everything is Russo's brand And if you are a fantasy baseball player. You could check out patreon.com forward slash VRFBB. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, for another episode of the Legion of Raw, thank you, uh, Black Scorpion, pulling a uh, yeah, very nice. Uh, that was very fantastic. Nice. This guy right here is Vince Russo. I'm Dr. Chris. Have a good night, everybody. Solo.